0: Have you ever just stared at your computer at like 4 p.m. in the afternoon, right before work finishes, and just wonder, how on earth am I going to get all of this done on time? And I'm sure you've heard of working harder, not smarter. But sometimes you just don't know what you don't know. And there might be some new apps, some new software, some new physical products that can help you work more productively. And most importantly, more effectively, so that you can save your time, your energy, your motivation, and have more time for things that are more important to you. Welcome to the Slow Down Time Podcast. I'm Van An, a second generation Vietnamese Australian on my journey away from being the busy and stressed out primary school teacher into a slower, more present version of myself. This podcast is here to help you rediscover what it is you want. And to begin letting go of cultural pressure to rush through life. Yes, you'll question your identity, your life decisions, and begin trusting yourself to fully live with intention. I'm so excited to be your host and to walk you through this journey. Let's get into the episode. Welcome back to the podcast. This is a kind of new layout, new setup, kind of because. For this new season, I've been wanting to up level the quality on the visuals. So the video quality, but I guess my webcam is okay, but I wanted to use my phone camera, but the setup was just too complicated <laughs> because right now how it works is I record off Zencaster and I plug my mic straight into my laptop, really simple. That means everything's recorded all at once, the audio, the visuals recorded on separate tracks, so it's easy to edit. And if I change things up, I have to change too much. And last week when I was recording the previous podcast episode about the stress and burnout symptoms, I wanted to start doing something new, but I just got really, really frustrated because of the whole setup. I was just thinking, oh, my gosh, technology is just so hard. And it's really not. I mean, I'm quite young. I've grown up with technology all my life. And I'm quick at learning. But for me, making this change just meant changing everything around. And I just wanted to record the podcast. And I'm all about keeping things simple here, a kind of heart. So I just resorted back to this So I changed up my setup slightly, but still keeping it really easy and doable for me. So when I was thinking about how frustrating technology can be, I was also thinking about how technology has made my life so much easier, how it has allowed me to save more time, to be more productive. And if I didn't have Zencaster, where I record my podcast episodes, if I didn't have iMovie, which I keep it really, really simple here, really basic. And if I didn't have Podbean to distribute across to all the other podcast platforms, then I would never have gotten into podcasting. So in this episode, I wanted to share my productivity toolkit. The things that have changed my life, I've been using them for many years. All of these I've been using for years, actually. And I realize some of these things people don't, don't actually know about you might not know about this. And even if you've heard of it, maybe you've never given it a try and you're like, yeah, yeah, that sounds cool, but I'll stick to what I already know, which is the easier route, right? We say with what's comfortable, what's easy, what's safe, rather than trying new things, even if it can help us. So all of these things have saved my energy, saved my brain power because I use my brain for so many things, so many decisions throughout the day, so much work that I do, so many conversations that I have with other people that my brain is just fried by the end of the day. And as much as I would love to get all these things done, sometimes having something that just makes your life easier, not a bad thing, right? So let's talk about some of these things in my toolkit. The first one has been a game changer. In so many ways, because I literally have it open on my laptop at all times. I only close it when I shut it down or when I restart my laptop. So it's open right now. That's where I have all my podcast notes on as well, just a summary. So I know what I'm talking about. And it is Notion. Now, you've probably heard so much about this, there's been a lot of talks about it in the past couple of years. It's basically just a productivity tool. It's like all in one and you can do so many things with it. You can customize whatever you put on there. You can organize your tasks, your projects, your ideas, everything. And some other ones that you might know of that are kind of similar, but I would say Notion's still better because I've tried these out as well, is Trello or Asana. And they all basically do the same thing. But I'm on the free plan of Notion and if you're using it for personal use, it's free. So you can add whatever you want, unlimited, do whatever you want, you can share it with other people. So what I mainly use it for is keeping track of everything on there. So I have my, as I said, I have my podcast outline here. I have a list of all my posts that I do. Notion is great for organizing things. If you want a structured way, to organize your thoughts, your to-do list, or any other lists. I also use it for travel plans. So we have all our details on the itinerary. We have brain dumps of where we want to go, and we can share that with other people. The most important thing that I use it for is my to-do lists. <laughs> and you could just use a basic paper and pen. You can use notes on your phone, but this is just so much better because. You can prioritize your tasks and organize things, shift things around as it needs to be changed. So I love that's fully customizable, but I get that there is a bit of a learning curve with it. But there are lots of templates around that you can just duplicate, use it as your own and slowly learn how to use it yourself. And if you want to see my to-do lists that I duplicate for myself and just reuse it week after week, then let me know. And I'll be happy to share that here on podcast episode or on YouTube, maybe on YouTube, because you can actually see it. I use Notion for everything and it's all in one place. That's what I love about it. Less clutter. Because what I used to use was uh, a notebook, like a daily planner sort of thing. And then I'd have a separate to-do list. And then I'd have a digital one as well. And it just became too much. It was like all over the place. And the one downside to that is sometimes I wouldn't have my to-do list with me and I wouldn't be able to get my things done. So Notion has been a big game changer for me. If that sounds helpful, make sure to check that out. There are plenty of YouTube videos that you can find that walks you through the basics of how to use it. The next thing in my productivity toolkit is a password manager. And oh my gosh, this has saved me so much headache from trying to remember my passwords my parents passwords my uncle's and auntie's passwords because i'm the go-to for all of that and i can't even remember my own passwords let alone other people's ones and especially when they ask you to have like a special character and a capital and a number and oh it was just it got too much to remember and then some of them you need to update every so often so I'll just completely forget all my passwords. <laughs> but with a password manager, there are so many out there. I use Bitwarden just because the free plan covers so much. But some other ones, I don't know too many actually, but LastPass is another one. And it not only stores your passwords, you can also generate passwords within that. And you can specify whether you want it with this many characters or with a special character or whatever. And it can generate it and then you can save that. And the best thing about this is that with Bitwarden, I have installed an extension on my Chrome browser. And then whenever I want to log in, I can just literally click on that and it will autofill into that website, which is great. (laughs) Now, if you're thinking that it might not be secure, It definitely can be. So there's two-factor authentication. You can add extra passwords for certain logins. And another thing is you can even share your passwords with other people who also have the same one probably. So we only share with our family and we all use Bitwarden. But seriously, a password manager has saved my brain, literally. Gives me such peace of mind. I don't have to worry about it. I have the app on my phone. So if I go out anywhere, I can just... See the password that I need to log into, especially if I go to somebody's house, like my auntie's house, where I have to do some phone stuff for her or tech stuff and manage her accounts. So definitely look into Password Manager if you don't have one already. The next thing is a digital calendar. Now, I used to use, as I said, I used to use a daily planner, some sort of like a diary notebook kind of thing that I wrote down, you know, the activities that I had on certain dates and you have the the weekly spread and then you would have like the monthly one. But sometimes I had to flip through, you know, it's kind of hard to find. But having a digital calendar just makes it easier, especially when you're making plans as adults because you know that's so hard. But I can just sit down at dinner, look through my calendar and say, hey, I'm free at this time, put it in my calendar because if it's not on my calendar, it's gone somewhere i have no idea i wouldn't remember it so having a digital calendar so easy for organizing events scheduling life stuff in general appointments social events work meetings oh my gosh so i try to keep all of this together in one or somehow merge them together but if you have separate ones then maybe just look into that but yeah access it on your phone on your laptop anywhere So easy. I also share mine with Raymond. So we both know what's going on with each other's calendars. If we have a family event and we want to organize that, then I look at both calendars and say, Hey, yep, we're free. And another way you can use your digital calendar is another big topic in the productivity world. And it is for calendar blocking. So I don't personally do this, but you can block out chunks of time within your calendar for certain tasks. So for example, for me, it will be like 7 to 7:45 7 a.m. workout and then 8 30 to 9 breakfast. I don't know. But those chunks of times will be blocked out in your schedule so that you can know that you can get all those things done within that timeframe. If not, you move it to another day. So digital calendar, awesome. The next thing is something that I'm sure all of you have used, so I don't have much to say about this, but it is the Google workspace. Just everything Google makes it so much easier. And I love that everything is stored on the cloud so that you can access it from anywhere, from any device, and you can all edit on the same documents at the same time in real time. That just blows my mind. I remember the first time that I heard about this in uni, I was like, what the heck? (laughs) What is this? Because it's amazing how we can just literally all work on the same document at the same time, but not be together. So work and things that you want to share with other people, it's amazing. I mostly use for Google Drive. I keep almost everything on the drive, everything that I need to access elsewhere. I also, of course, use Google Calendar. I also use Google Forms. And the basics, Google Docs, Sheets, and Slides as well. So I'm all over. (laughs) I'm all over the Google Workspace. Love it. Now, another thing, this is more of a tangible physical thing, which is my desk setup. And honestly, this has been a huge game changer too. Everything on this list is a game changer. But the desk setup, oh, my gosh. I honestly thought that I could work on a little desk with my laptop, and be all good until Raymond had a spare monitor that he wasn't using. And he was like, hey, do you want this? (laughs) So I took it and now I have my laptop and I would have my monitor, my second monitor. So I'd have two screens and I also have a separate keyboard, a separate mouse, and that has just done wonders for my posture, just for ergonomics in general. But what I love most about this setup And I can't ever go back to just one screen, especially if I want to be productive. The best part about that is I can open multiple apps at the same time on both screens. For example, I'm working on the bigger screen, but I might need to reference something on the other screen. I don't want to keep alt tabbing or command tab or whatever those buttons are. I don't want to keep switching it out or, you know, on the laptop, on the MacBooks, you would swipe across. Oh, this... Is way better. You can literally type as you're just looking at it because I can touch type, but it saves so much time. Trust me. If you are to get a second monitor, get it. We also have Raymond got one for his birthday actually, a portable monitor. So it's really light. It just comes with a stand and you literally just plug it to your laptop. I think it's like USB C or it has HDMI or something, but you can connect it to your laptop. And then you can just have a second screen. So I bring this to my mom's actually when I work there and it's been great. (laughs) Can't go back. And I go more into detail about my desk setup and ergonomics and all of that in my free guide, your four-step guide to alleviate neck and shoulder tightness. So I'll link that in the show notes. If you suffer with poor posture, if you're sitting at a desk a lot and you want to sit up straighter, which I'm not right now, but if you want to release some of that tightness in your shoulders and your neck, then I recommend downloading that free guide. Now I have three apps that indirectly help with productivity. And if you're not sure what I mean by that, let me get into it. The first one is a meditation app. Now this could be anything could be YouTube, It could be Calm, it could be Headspace, it could be any other of those apps out there. So I personally use Mindvalley, which is one thing to pay for membership, but it comes with so many other resources, but I'm specifically talking here about the meditations, or the sleep casts, or the nature sounds, the white noise, all of that. It's just something that I like to play when I don't want to listen to music when I want some sort of background noise because I can't work in silence, but I don't want to have a song that I can sing to. And the classical music just sometimes makes me feel a bit sleepy. So a meditation app that you can use is great for productivity as well. Oh, phone call. Okay. So forgot where I was up to. But yeah, meditation app to help you with productivity, just to help you stay present, help you just sit in stillness for a little bit or just slow down your breathing, that will all help you with productivity. Even if you're not meditating, as long as you are slowing your breathing down, relaxing your muscles, telling your mind and your body that you are safe, then it will be easier for you to work. Okay. The next indirect productivity tool is an ebook reader. Now I recommend people do something for fun. So if you're someone who loved reading, still do, but you don't ever get a chance to read, maybe you're like me and you enjoyed reading like primary school years, but since high school and uni you haven't really done much of reading for fun, then I recommend getting an e-book reader. And I recommend this to everyone who loves to read. Whenever we talk about books, I start going off about e-book readers. So, yeah, and I love my one. I have a Kobo. And I read both fiction and nonfiction, just depending on my mood and depending on what I want to learn or if I just want to read for fun, then yeah, I do all my reading on there nowadays. I to have a few books behind me in this nice stack, but I don't really carry physical books around with me anymore. So whenever I'm waiting for the train or if I'm in a waiting room or just waiting around anywhere, then I bring that along. And I love it because I personally don't want to spend as much time on my phone anymore. And there are just so many distractions on there, notifications, social media, games, things that I don't really want to spend my time doing as much anymore. So I like to use a dedicated device just for reading, which is my ebook reader and has no interruptions on there, no notifications and it also helps out with my eyes as well, reduces the eye strain because I find that when I'm on my phone a lot, my eyes just get really, really tired. And it's just because of that stimulation, right? So on the ebook reader, most of them use electronic ink displays or e-ink displays, which kind of mimics the appearance of paper and text, just like a book or a newspaper. So there's less of a glare you can hear those birds. <laughs> so there's less of a glare. It gives more of a natural feeling to reading that I really love because it's so gentle on the eyes. It's so light to carry around. It's lighter than a book. And I can just put all my books on there, download all these books, and I can read them there, even on holiday. So I highly recommend getting an ebook reader. If you've always wanted to get back into reading, but you feel like you never had the time to, trust me, you will have the time to once you get an e-book reader. And the last thing I want to talk about, something that has changed my life, which I recommend to some of you, but it might not be applicable to everybody. And this is Duolingo, which really gamifies language learning and makes it so much more fun. And I love that these lessons kind of gradually build your confidence in learning a language, which right now, let me check. I am on day 1,223, which I'm really proud of myself for, even if I literally spend like two minutes on there a day, depending on my mood, but my minimum is one lesson a day. And it really has improved my confidence in just learning in general. So I feel like I've built up my confidence. I have a greater self-esteem. I feel like I can learn things better because I have done this every single day. I'm kind of challenging myself to learn something new, but to also apply that, something that's relevant to me. So learning Vietnamese to me means that I can speak to my grandparents when I go to Vietnam next year or learning a different language can help me when I go overseas and speak or at least understand a little bit of what's going on. So I feel like, The confidence in learning has translated to other areas of my life where I feel confident in learning other things. And I feel like I'm motivated to learn because Duolingo just makes it so much easier. So send me a DM on Instagram if you would like to be friends on Duolingo so that we can do challenges together, we can cheer each other on and just keep each other accountable. So that was the last thing that I wanted to share because all of these things have really changed my life and I'm sure they will help you with yours as well. If something from this list sounds like it would help you out, if it would change your life, and if you're keen to try it out, then please do. And let me know how you go and if you need any help. My DMs on Instagram are always open, so find me there at underscore kind of heart. Remember that you're a human being, not a human doing. Chat to you in the next episode. It would mean so much to me if you were to follow the podcast on Spotify and give it a five-star rating. To do this, search the Slow Down Time podcast on the Spotify app, and it should be right under the description. Thank you so much.